welcome to another episode of Reptile Fight Club. Uh, we're, uh, we've got a good fight for you today. Um, my name is Justin Dulaner, if you were wondering, and with me as always is my co-host, Chuck Poland. Hello. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what you got going, man? Uh, what do I got going? Um, no, just, um, well, I got, I, so I've, it looks like I've got two pairs of Williams. I, I paired both of them up. Um, I actually got eggs from one of them, but like in typical Chuck fashion, I was not fast enough to put the, uh, the egg containers in there. So, uh, they're gluers. Uh, so they, they, uh, yeah. the female laid right at the back, like at the, I, I use Ecos, uh, and she laid like right at the top in the back where like the vent is. So one, they're glued in there Two, they're way back in there. So kind of not ideal. Um, yeah. and you know, that's a species that will eat their young and the, 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 the adults can be pretty aggressive. So yeah. I'm, I'm now I'm kind of like, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> I, I wish I, I wish I had, uh, been i mean i didn't you know i, I wasn't even i wasn't even a hundred percent sold because the female i got uh three three unsexed animals from frank Payne, and i wasn't a hundred percent sure that they were all females um and uh i was pretty sure but you know i just was like well i don't know and um i I, I, I was literally like, ah, I'm going to, I'm going to put that in there. I'm going to put those in there and I just should have, but it's, it's okay. That's okay. Yeah. There's worse problems to have. Uh, is, there so a way to, is there a way to put like a deli cup around them so that you can have them kind of protected? Is there a way to slip one in there? Or um, cut one up a little bit. So it's kind of almost in a, so they, it's like on a, it's, it's in like kind of in the back of the cage and there's like a little recess back there and they actually like to hide back in that but it's like oh, the yeah. recess behind the recess where the the slider for the vents are so the, the so they hide back on that uh, on that little ledge but then back behind that is where the eggs are and they're glued in there so i mean I, i'm not really worried about the eggs like my only concern would be they'd get a little too warm being right there possibly mm-hmm. um but my my room's so stable and i think the temperatures are good there that they can incubate there just fine mm-hmm. uh my my concern is when those babies hatch um mm-hmm. getting them getting them out of there okay without you know uh dad or um uh, you know f- freaking chowing them um yeah. so we'll we'll see uh you know every well, the nice le- thing about geckos is they lay more eggs and yeah for sure so, eggs, so, so i've time. definitely corrected that and uh let's see i had some more grandis i got, I got another grandis baby uh, i had um i'm expecting i still have four eggs in the incubator now um so those are just so you know, chugging along like clockwork. Um, I, oh, what else? I feel like there was something else. Um, well, while, while we're on geckos, I got a little Amy a, uh, hatch out today. So that was nice. Uh, that's what's up. Crying, nice. Knobtails. Yeah. So such cool species. So that uh, it was a little bit of a surprise because the other, I had another clutch that was older and the eggs crashed and died. And then one of the eggs from this clutch died as well. And then there was one remaining a- egg and I wasn't quite sure if it was, if it was good or not. And so I was very happy to see a little baby in there this morning. So 
not nice. a bad way to start out the day. But that is not a bad, never a bad way to start out the day. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, no, um, that's that's pretty much it here. I just I just uh, uh just wanted to throw a shout out to Shane Adamson. Uh, oh yeah. So if those people who didn't know or 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 not uh tracy i folks uh shane got a clutch of uh six eggs to tracy i he mm-hmm. successfully hatched all six eggs and looks like he has a nice uh sex ratio right down the middle so super that's amazing accomplishment man uh mm-hmm. just s- super stoked for him uh super stoked for more you know uh privately owned uh uh tracy i in the united states uh it's yeah good i look it looks good it looks like we're trending and i hope i hope more uh more of us u.s keepers keep having success just hats off to him man congrats dude it's a big one so yeah it wasn't there also a a clutch of malukin eggs malukin so (laughs) Uh, eggs laid uh yeah um yeah well so i don't i don't think that they're um i don't think that they are um, on the ground yet. Um, I saw well, the picture I saw was eggs. <laughs> did you? Yeah. Well, maybe I haven't. Yeah. It was from Marcel Hawkins. I believe so. It's so yeah. his female was gravid. And when the last I saw, um, if there's eggs on the ground, then dude, congratulations to him as well. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw that somewhere. Um, Anyway, yeah, it's, it seems like a good year for Somalia. Uh, yeah, for, scrub for sure. That's so, always nice. I know. You get those rare species uh, produced in captivity. Um, yep, yeah. my fi- my finger to the sky for my people, man. That's yeah. awesome, dude. Right on. Yeah. Yep. Well, and we're we're um, getting closer to completion on the book. We I put out a little uh, mock cover of the the book that I made I saw out. that. Yeah, looks good, uh, dude. <laughs> it's, you're just teasing. Uh, you're just teasing these just folks. Just a little teaser. Yeah, yeah. Should, be, should be fun. But I, I see them. They're coming. They're writhing. They're writhing in their seats, dude. You're you. <laughs> you guys are gonna have to stop teasing and take this thing to print. I know. We're we're just about there. It's just uh just the way it goes. You know, you gotta got to uh, be a little patient with us. It's a oh, big process, man. For sure we're we're in the layout stage now and i don't know man it's 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 tough trying to organize all your photos and i mean just think of the number of carpet python morphs there are and trying to get a picture of you know most of those if not all of them and having them all laid out in a coherent you know manner it's it's a it's a struggle and then you know not to mention trying to round up pictures of rarer pythons like owen pelly's or carinata you know the yeah. rough scales trying to get those for the book and you know we've been very fortunate to have a lot of good people uh, contributing photos and we really appreciate that i mean this is not a money maker i wouldn't be surprised if we lost money on it you know just the amount of time and things it takes and and the amount of sure. effort that it takes to get it to print but i think it'll be um a good work i mean that's that's the idea we're trying to put out you know as best uh, the best work we can do so well i mean i can pretty much assure people that uh i've talked to justin uh you know uh a little bit at length about the book and that he's really trying to bring uh a, a, another book not just a, a reprint of the same book so um yeah. you know 
everybody just be patient. I, I know I, I, I give you the ribbing, but um, you know, every, I think everybody understands that you're trying to bring that, that next level of, of the, the complete carpet to people. And uh, we're, we're excited. So. Yeah. And rest assured, you know, we didn't want to just slap a different cover on it and add a few pictures or something. I mean, this is pretty much a new book. I, you know, it's, we're, we've replaced most of the pictures from the first edition. Of course, we've kept a couple that were, um, you know, really interesting natural history things. But, uh, man, we've got some just fantastic photos from some amazing photographers. And so, yeah, it's going to be a nice uh, document of all the variety and and uh, interesting appearances that you can find in carpet pythons. And that cover photo, I mean, goodness gracious. That, yeah, that, sick. That, uh, that's a Flinders. Sick. Flinders Range's carpet, uh, not sure where it fits in, you know, it's right. similar in, in a lot of ways to, um, Metcalfi, but a very different animal and mm-hmm. also somewhat similar to Imbricata in some previous genetic studies. So it's hard to say, you know, where they fit in and they, they may, may have some common ancestor ancestry with, uh, Centralian pythons with Morelia bredeli or bredeli. Um, so that's, uh, you know, pretty interesting things uh fun things to think about and work out we've got some ideas of how things uh parse out and how you know how things are related to each other and um but you know taxonomy that's always a fun fun topic for sure <laughs> well we'll, hold, hold we'll leave fast. that to the taxonomy yeah, yeah. for <laughs> sure hold fast all you uh carpet fans uh keep your keep your carpet under ruse on it's coming so <laughs> Yeah, appreciate the patience. I mean, we sh- we should have probably had it done by now, but we kind of held off for some genetic work, so that should be fun uh, to have. Uh, Warren Booth is is uh, doing some some work uh, on on the book as well. He wrote a couple uh, nice chapters on on uh, some of the aspects of uh, phylogenetics as well as some um, you know reproductive uh, phenomena. Uh, so should be cool and cool smart guy i mean warren's you know he's he's one yes, of those he is. real researchers that knows what he's talking about you know and, um so i just have to go okay just tell us what, <laughs> what this means <laughs> yeah i don't yeah so we're we're of course you know uh in you know indebted to a lot of these people that are giving us insights and helping us out and uh really appreciative of of those contributors and well that's it's why i like the community man they they're uh yep. you know good people yep for yeah. sure yeah for our sure. australian brethren over there yeah cistern <laughs> um yeah, yeah help, helping us out sending lots of in situ photos um you know it just really wouldn't be the same without their input so very appreciated uh, yeah it's all about me and me mates yep and but it, it should be a pretty hefty book as well <laughs> we'll have a uh, we're adding quite a few uh, pages onto the book so every time we took over a chapter it came away you know almost twice as long in some instances if not more so we should should be able to double the length of the book to some extent so nice see how it shakes out but it's always um, hard to tell just yeah. from the text you know i'm ready I'm ready. You better have my Me copy. Too. Set ready. my copy aside. Yep, yep. I'll hand deliver it or something. Get it. There you go. Oh, I like that. That 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 would be, that would be truly the treat, man. To, yeah. to, to if we're, if hand we deliver it in the winter, yeah. yeah. Good good place to be is San Diego. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Heck, even if it runs long and you get it in the spring and we go go herping in Anzalago, oh, yeah. so that'd be awesome. <laughs> 
that's a good uh, that's a good uh, reminder to you know thank the patreons for supporting yeah. Relia Python's radio. Um, definitely yeah. goes to to help uh, run the show here and um, yeah, all the all the things that go on. So yeah. can, if you haven't yet, consider contributing to the cause and keep this keep this show running. <laughs> all the shows. Uh, how many yeah, shows are on sure. there now? I mean, they added the new uh, Clubrids and Collybroids podcast. Collybroids, yeah, another. I, uh, great minds there well i lo- i really like zach uh getting getting to know him from the podcast uh, yeah. that we did yeah, was, cool, was cool and i am you know uh down down to support down people and uh just sure. i did i only listened to the first introductory episode and it was it, it was really good i i i'm uh have a lot of uh you know uh, excitement and hope for for his podcast it looks like it's going to be a good one and colubrids aren't my thing but uh certainly a, a, a man like zach uh can uh you know yeah get me yeah. sounds like he could probably get me into to, to liking him so um sure. yeah man good good stuff good stuff all right well should we get into this all right. Um, so let's introduce the topic today. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, wholesaling animals. So that's kind of a little bit of a controversial topic. So I guess we'll kind of frame it as wholesale versus retail or, you know, the pros and cons of wholesaling, however you want to see it. But let's uh, discuss wholesaling of animals. Yeah. We'll kind of define it a little better as we as we go through this. But mm. Yeah, all right. You ready to lose a coin toss? Wait, you won wow. last week, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, what a jerk. Jesus. <laughs> wow. You lose one coin toss and all of a sudden the the the, the hey. other Justin comes out. Yeah, I'm coming Do- out swinging, man. I'm not this you know, Dr. Julinder and Mr. Hyde. <laughs> there you go. Okay, you ready to call it? Yeah. Okay. Tails. Oh. <laughs> It is heads. I apologize for another loss, but I I can't say I didn't sorry. Call no, it, don't don't, don't apologize if you're not it. sorry. Don't apologize <laughs> if you're not sorry. Hey, you know, fake modesty. You know, you got to fake it till you make hey, it. Hey, listen, I'll take the, I'll take the hard side of any topic you wanna you wanna fight <laughs> about, and yeah. I, and, and it, it may not sound good, it may not be awesome, but I'll do it. Okay, I'll do All right. it because well, I'm committed. I'm committed to this. I'm I'm not sure which side I'm on here. I I guess I you know I can see maybe some benefits of both. So, um, man, I'll 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 go with wholesale. I guess. Okay. All right. I'll I'll, I'll uh, go for the good goodness of wholesaling animals to I, I, wholesalers. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Okay. I think I'm more firmly on the retail side, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to defend wholesaling today. That's cool. Well, okay. I just wanted to be said that I show I show up for you know I show up for the fight and whatever oh, yeah. I got to do you know. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And and you know again that's what this podcast is about. We don't necessarily espouse the the views that we uh, take on this podcast, but uh, you know f- to some extent we we can see the the benefit of both sides or, or either side and try to try to bring that out. Even if we don't necessarily strongly agree with it, I'm sure we can see. Yeah. It's the scientific process. We are also not always okay winning like, or losing 36 coin tosses in a row or whatever it is. So just, you know, I win, I win. We couldn't tell. Well, I I won one and now I'm going back on my like 12 coin toss losing streak. So so there's, so I got 11 more to go now. So that's good. That's good. No, that's good. Okay. Well, I'm going to let you start it out, man. 
All right. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Um, so, all right. So, ha, hmm, 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 All right. So, retail versus... And Han. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm ho-hum, ho-hum. Uh, so, you know, retail versus wholesale. I, I think... Um, I think the big problem I see with, with wholesaling is that, um, you know, probably the biggest, uh, is, is that, uh, it, it allows kind of people to produce, um, animals in a way that doesn't really, um, make them kind of feel, uh, the, the saturation of a market, it allows them to move those animals out. It's nice and easy. It's nice and, you know, quick. Uh, they don't have to spend as much resource raising them up, keeping them, heating them. Um, they don't have to worry about marketing them and selling them. So it's a, it's a nice, easy way for them out. But at the same time, like in, in, in a market where, you know, lots of people produce ball pythons, um, and, and we just kind of talked about this in our, in our monoculture, um, you know, this kind of ties in, uh, it, it allows them to kind of just, you know, move those things out and it's, 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 it's somebody else's problem. Uh, and, and they can just kind of say like, well, I just produce them. I don't have to worry about where they go or what happens to them. So that's probably the, one of the biggest issues I would see with, with wholesaling, whereas retailing, you, you really have to take responsibility for what you produce. Um, and if you hold on to it, you got to feed it, you got to raise it and you got to, you, you, you got to find a home for it. So. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree that, you know, you, you should be responsible for what you're producing and you shouldn't, you know, be producing more than you can handle. And that's something that, you know, is maybe hard on the front end of, of this kind of thing. But once you get into it, you kind of learn the balance. But I mean, that being said, I had to make a rack uh, pretty quickly on the fly to handle some of the additional babies that I got in. Um, so, you know, that uh, still happens occasionally, I'd say. But yeah, um, I think the the. Uh, they, they can definitely, you know, I'd agree. I disagree with you where, you know, you say that they won't feel the saturation, you know, the feel the effects of market saturation where I, I see that completely opposite because if they're trying to sell to a wholesaler, um, animals that are in a saturated market, like say there's, you know, a million ball pythons available and they're trying to sell wholesalers, um, ball pythons, the, the, they're, the wholesalers aren't going to give them much for their ball pythons. They're going to be like, yeah, I'll give you five bucks a piece for them. And then the, the person producing them has to go, oh, wait a second. I didn't pay $5 for mine. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to lose all this money on these babies. And so it kind of makes them rethink and, and double check themselves. I think the alternative to that is that if, if they are desperate enough, you know, that they have to get rid of them or they produce too many and they don't know what to do with all these things. It kind of teaches them the lesson of be prepared. You know, don't, don't just sell your stuff because you can't handle it or you produce too much. You got to plan for these things or else you're going to just, you know, lose money and, and give away your hard work for next to nothing. So, um, it also helps people see like, um, or, you know, have that outlet for, for these things. And I think in, I would say probably the best aspect of that is it actually kind of pushes out some of the, um, 
wild caught stuff that from from that uh, wholesaler so it, you know they usually have those giant tables at reptile shows and they have just a huge selection of animals and and a lot of them you know in the past especially historically have been wild caught but with the um, more people producing different species in captivity and, and potentially selling these to these wholesalers um they can kind of compete with the wild caught stuff, especially as imports slow down with things like, you know, a, a global pandemic or whatnot. Yeah. Um, as, as imports slow down, they're going to need um, captive bred animals from, you know, locally, uh, local producers even more. And so they're going to pay, you know, as, as top dollars as a wholesaler provides for some of these captive bred animals. And I think that's pretty um, obvious with the recent rise in colubrid popularity or, or kind of resurgence of colubrid popularity, you know, they, they were being, um, produced very well. And, you know, you could get some of these common species like a California king snake or, or black mountain or black, uh, Mexican black king snake for, you know, 20, 50 bucks, pretty, pretty inexpensive, um, all day long. And now, you know, they're, to three hundred dollars a piece yeah. instead yeah, yeah. of fifty dollars, you know. So, yeah. um, which which is a good thing, you know. I like to see you know animals not devalued because they're overproduced or because of popularity, and then well, and, and and that could be. I mean that that could be just a rise in popularity because people are you know exposed to something that they didn't mm-hmm. kind of understand before or whatever. But you know to to, to kind of I, I don't know to to run back. I, I don't I don't I don't necessarily think. That I don't agree with you that, um, you know, uh, them not being able to sell their animals to a wholesaler makes them responsible. Um, and I think that most of the time a wholesaler will take animals. They're just going to pay what, uh, you know, what, what they can. And, and, you know, most wholesalers have their price for something, right? They say like, okay, this, I can sell this for this much. I'm only going to pay this for this much. If the market is so saturated that they're like, I'm giving you five bucks for that. Like that, that alone is kind of a why wholesaling is a negative thing, right? If it gets that saturated that they're only going to give you five bucks for it. And you're like, ah, ah, that's horrible. Well, then the market is so saturated because wholesalers are out there doing that. And there's so much inventory of it that they're only willing to give five bucks for it. Even if you retailed it, then you're, you're struggling against a saturated wholesale market. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's almost like if it gets to that point. So what I'm saying is that, that I do think that generally speaking, wholesalers will will pay because they want they want um they want breeders to be selling them animals because they're not in the business of producing animals they're just in the business of reselling animals right um so i think i do think that it's not really in their interest to lowball you out to the point where you're like yeah i'm not gonna and there are there are there are wholesalers who are like yeah i'm only gonna give you this and and um, you know, I know breeders who will be like, yeah, I'm not going to pay that. And they go to another wholesaler and, mm-hmm. and sell their animals to them. But, it, you know, in, in the same vein, it, it kind of goes to a cumulative, you know, um, sales problem or a saturation of the market problem when, you know, I, if I don't if I don't hear what I like from this guy, I just go to this guy or this gal and, and I sell to them. Um, 
And then I, I think the other the other thing that you said that I kind of take issue with is that a lot of times um, those businesses that buy wholesale also buy import. So now you're taking animals that were produced in captivity by breeders with closed colonies and you're moving them in close proximation with animals that are imported and, you know, maybe don't have any type of, uh, you know, uh, protocols around their quarantine. Um, maybe, maybe an importer hits them with some deworm, maybe does, maybe they don't, I don't know, you know, but, but you know, it, it, what it does is it takes a very clean animal and puts them in a, in a level of risk that wasn't there just by being associated with somebody. And, and I'm not saying that all people who buy wholesale also buy imports, but everybody who's listening to this has knows a business that buys and most reptile shops buy, they will buy wholesale animals. Cause you can, if you're a breeder, you can, you can sell them your animals and, but that, but you damn sure know that they're bringing in tree monitors and Indo stuff and, you know, mm-hmm. s- stuff that comes around and, and, you know, we all kind of also understand how that stuff comes in and the condition it comes in. So there's a there's a, an added level of risk when you're, you know, for those people who buy wholesale animals, I guess to the breeder, it's not, you know, the, the breeder suffers no, um, you know, risk in that it's it's the end user or the end, you know, keeper. Uh, who suffers that that risk and when they have a bad outcome that sucks you know what i mean and i and i would honestly say i don't think that the breeder who wholesaled that animal had that intention for it either you know what i mean sure well I'd, i would hope not i mean right yeah right. i mean we we recognize that that's one of the downsides of the hobby is that you know, animals are imported and oftentimes don't last long in captivity and, and certain species are looked at as, you know, as garbage animals or, you know, throwaway pets, that kind of thing. And, and we definitely want to move past that. And I, I still hold to it that even if you are getting um, captive bred animals in an environment where they have, you know, interaction or whatever with wild caught animals, they're still going to be on average more healthy and, and, you know, more resistant and, and things like that, potentially. I mean, there, there are obviously exceptions to that, but, um, and, and, you know, that's still an undesirable aspect of the, the wholesaler. And I, I think with, with wholesalers, I imagine they would understand that concept, right? They're not idiots. And if they're going to stay around for any amount of time, they've got to be able to keep their animals clean and, and healthy to some extent. I mean, Obviously, yeah, there's there's some negative examples of that, that that don't give a crap about the animals. And we should definitely, you know, vote with our dollar, which which businesses we want to support, because there are some some businesses that do it the right way. And and hopefully they're continuing to evolve and improve what they're doing so they can maximize the potential you know, life and, and enjoyment of their life for the animals. But, um, you know, there's there's. Uh, having captive bred animals there, I think overall brings the bar up a bit and, and helps those animals to be better suited for, for captivity. And, you know, if they're having different protocols to keep those animals in different area, you know, the captive bred versus wild caught, I think that would be probably smart for an, for an importer to do. Well, and I mean, listen, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, I, I, I have a, uh, reptiles, store that has multiple stores uh 
in my area. Uh, there's one, you know, down here in San Diego. I like those guys down there. They're all, they're all very, very, they're good. They know what they're talking about. They're smart. Um, and, and they're, they're reptile nerds, you know what I mean? But I yeah. went up to another store that was up North, uh, one time, uh, and I don't remember why I was there or whatever, but there was a whole, there was a whole tank full of boas that were literally all staring straight up at the light. I mean, it was like classic IBD, like, I mean, yeah, just stargazing. And I'm like, holy shit, yeah. get me out of here, yeah. you know? And, you and so, and, and so I, I, I understand what you're saying. And I do agree with you, you know, because I know these guys at the other shop and they're not, they know what they're doing and, and they do their best. But at the same time, when you, my point is when you do commingle those two things at, at, at you know, when something that is highly infectious gets into, you know, uh, a shop like that where you have captive bred animals that are nice and clean when they come in, maybe they don't always leave nice and clean. And, and that sucks. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't I, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not um, I'm not faulting a wholesaler for that. But it, it is something that that I think that the end keeper, you know, uh, and a lot of times in those stores doesn't really have the cognizant. Uh, uh, idea of, of, of what they're doing. You know what I mean? They don't get it. Sure. They think it's just yeah. a pet shop and they don't yeah. understand that the, that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a potential disease vector. Um, mm-hmm. And, and, you know, unwittingly they have a bad experience and, and it turns them off. Cause they're like, yeah, I had this thing and it just fucking died. And I don't fucking know. And you know, it's like, ah, man, that sucks. But you know, had they bought retail, you know, they would not have had that animal exposed to that risk. Now, that's not to say that they couldn't kill it or they couldn't do something dumb, but what I'm talking about is something that's out of their control, you know, that that they they didn't – and it's uh, – okay. In their ignorance, it's out of their control. They could They could be astute enough to read up to be like, hey, I think something's wrong with this. They could figure it out. They could take it to the vet. They could do all the right things. But if they don't know in the first place what to look for, they're going to they, they may miss it. They may have a bad outcome. Um, and, and, you know, obviously you buy it from a, 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 a breeder, it, you buy it retail, you're going to pay a little more for it, but it's clean and you still kill it. Yeah, that that is definitely a risk at keeping animals. But when you, you're talking about, you know, you know, adding disease on top of it, it makes it tough, I guess. I I mean, you're, you're assuming that that doesn't happen with private breeders. Of course. No, and and (laughs) you're right. No, that that's, that's correct. That's correct. I always, I mean, I guess I'm always wary if there's like a, a fire sale on animals, you know, need to move these quick. I'm, I'm moving or whatever. Like, yeah, it's probably cause they're not, they're neglected or they have a disease sometimes, you know, sometimes sure. you get lucky and that's not the case, but sure. you know, where, where, you know, looking for a deal on the animal. I don't know. I I've always found that funny in the reptile um, industry is where people will, will, you know, I, I remember somebody haggling with me at, a, at the uh, NARBC show. They were ha- trying to get, an Angolan python and they were haggling with Ben and I over this, the price of the snake, you know, they just didn't want to pay so much for it, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, as soon as they, you know, they got us, they whittled us down. We're not probably the most firm, you know, price people sometimes, but um, we weren't in the past, but it was like, 
Then they walked across and bought a full retail, you know, uh, tank and all the little supplies and probably spent more than they did on the snake. And I'm like, wait a second, you know, how does that work? But anyway, it, you know, maybe a lot of times it's the opposite thing. They kind of try to make, make do with what they have or try to yeah. dust off an old uh, tank somewhere. And, and, you know, that happens as well. But I guess the point is, is, um, I could see how like, that doesn't feel good, but at the yeah, same time, yeah. I don't discredit, I don't like, I don't uh, fault them for sure. spending the extra sure. money on the stuff to take care of the animal. Right. Like, yeah. like no, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Good. Like, I, but I do, but I, but I do understand what that feeling is like, like, seriously, you're going to haggle me, haggle me to the ground on this. And then you're going to just go like unnegotiably, like this is the price of a tank. Okay. I'll take it. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, what? or, or they come to your table and say, Hey, I saw the same thing on right. this importer's table and you know, they, they only have it for 50 bucks. Why yeah. are you asking 200 bucks? Yeah. Like, well, I'll go buy it from them and you'll see why mine's 200 and there's exactly. 50. You know? Well, and, 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 and I think that's, to, I mean, if you want to let me go, I, I think that's part of why I think retail is, uh, a little bit better than wholesale is because those wholesalers can can kind of you know be a little that because they pay less they can play around with that money a little bit more um, whereas somebody who's put the the time and energy to buy the genetics to to breed the animals to take care of it to feed it and and if they're going to invest that much time and they're going to hold those animals then you know, they're hopefully, hopefully that what they're selling you is worth the money that you're buying. Right. And that's why you pay more for animals, because hopefully um, that animal that you're buying is I, I hate to use the word a superior, you know, yeah. uh, um, animal. But, you know, I, I think I definitely think that there are breeders who put out superior, you know, uh, snakes and, and, and reptiles, right? Like I, I, I do believe that that's a thing like that. And that's why there are certain breeders who you'll never see them wholesale because they don't have to wholesale well, and they you, ask big money and uh -huh. they get that money. You know what I mean? With your example of the, the pet shops though, I think we can agree that there are some really good wholesalers <laughs> and some really crappy wholesalers. And so, and, and I would also say that most of the breeders out there probably have a relationship with some of the good wholesaler. So you might be buying the same animals, you know, if, if, if they're in the same town as their wholesaler, you know, you might be buying the same animals from the wholesaler's table as you are from the breeder's table. There's, you know, that, that could very well happen. And, and I think a lot of these kind of, um, larger breeders, um, they understand that they, they probably can't necessarily take care of all of theirs. And so part of their business model includes selling to, um, wholesalers. And so they probably have a worked out relationship with good wholesalers. I mean, what do you see at the end of every show? Breeders, hobbyists, you know, large, small breeders, whatever they're making deals with the wholesalers at the show to take the extra animals. They don't want to take back home and feed, you know, that happens very commonly. Yeah. So, I mean, I think in, in a lot of instances, you know, the, the wholesalers, probably go to more shows. They've been more shows. They have a presence, you know, for selling animals and they have more interaction with customers. I mean, compared to somebody like me, you know, where they're interacting with people on a daily basis, selling animals. I don't do that. I'm pretty lazy when it comes to my animal sales and I'd rather just take care of them and keep them all apparently, you know, so that's, that's kind of the thing is, you know, they, they, uh, they, 
they have more opportunity to sell those animals. So you could be buying the exact same animal that you're trying to haggle with the, the breeder and say, Hey, this, this animal's on the breeder today. They might know, Oh, that's one of my animals. You know, they're not going to say that to you, but it's yeah, a possibility, I mean, right? So, so I will, I will say that, yes, that is a possibility, but you and I both know plenty of, of, of breeders who wholesale a bunch of stuff and then they're really nice stuff they keep because they take mm -hmm. it to shows to sell. Right. And sure. that's, that's how, that's how they kind of, that's kind of their, their model. But my, um, my point was, wasn't that you're going to get an, a better looking animal, but you're going to get a similar quality of animal in terms of health and, and that kind of thing, you know? Maybe. I mean, I, I you know, I, I, like I said, um, that, that, that animal that's wholesaled is, is opened up to a whole other, avenue of potential problems uh are they there or are they not i don't yeah, know but but yeah. but potentially right yeah. and whereas you know uh the, those animals that are produced in that in in that breeder's facility are only um as as much risk as there is in that facility whereas those those animals that are wholesaled are as much risk in that facility plus whatever they're exposed to when they leave and are moved around by that wholesaler so, and to me, you know, those guys who make a lot of deals at the end of shows, I kind of, there's a part of me that kind of gets that. And there's another part of me as somebody who keeps a very small, very closed collection. Uh, I, and I think people who are successful with stuff should really worry about their biosecurity and their closed collection, right? That is really, yeah. really important to me as a person now. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think that, you know, that, that looseness with your biosecurity is, is something that it, to me is a really big thing now. Um, and so that's why I kind of feel like that, that whole retail Avenue is just, you know, potentially a little bit safer, um, you know, and, 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 you know, you see plenty of people on YouTube uh, who are showing off their collections who have poor biosecurity. You can watch them do it. They go from tub to tub, pulling shit out, showing you like, Oh no, like don't do that. Don't do that. You know what I mean? Um, and so it's something that I think is is a concern, and especially when you're 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 moving wholesale, you're you, like I said, you're kind of you're 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 creating a potential problem multiplier. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, again, I think if if you're going to be in that business and you're going to be selling, you know, a number of animals and having a wide variety of species, you've got to keep that, you know, you've got to take that into consideration, and For also sure. have, and and I, you know, I'd imagine maybe some of these wholesalers have a better biosecurity plan than some breeders out there. You know, like you mentioned, I, I don't think it necessarily is, is a dividing line between retailers and wholesalers. And, you know, when we, when we include retail, you know, we're including pet shops that where you saw that issue and, and things like that, you're paying top dollar, probably more than you'd spend at a, a with a breeder to buy an animal um, from a pet shop. And so, you know, it's kind of a tricky thing that way too, because you, you're selling to a wholesaler. They're going to buy low and sell high, you know, they're for, sure. gonna sell for maybe a little bit more than maybe the breeder could even sell it for. So there are some, um, they, they, they do need to keep their stock happy and healthy to some extent. And, 
uh, you know, there, there is that consideration. I mean, and, I think and, things are evolving and improving as, as I, 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 I do agree with you. I do agree with you that I, I do think, so. <laughs> well, yeah, me too. Me too. And I do, I do agree with you that I think things are evolving and things have improved. Um, I, I even think when you look at like the import stuff, the way stuff used to come in imported mm-hmm. versus how some, some stuff comes imported now, yeah. some of it's a lot better. I never touched my Tracy eye as far as worming them. Nothing. I did nothing to them and mm-hmm. they are fine. They're fine. Absolutely mm-hmm. fine. They were, you know, a hundred grams when I got them. So they were probably yeah. some of the smallest imported Tracy eye sure. you're probably going to get. Yeah, but that's the best that, place to start yeah, as it is, yeah, you know. Absolutely. And that's a yeah. huge part. That's a huge part of it. Anyway, but, but back, my only thing around uh, like a wholesaler is that if they have employees, you know, the wholesaler might get it. But you have an employee that you're paying, whatever you're paying that employee, their primary thought is, hey, it's my job to clean these cages. It's my job to change the water bowl. It's my job to do this. They're not paid to think in terms of biosecurity. So now that's not to say that, you know, in my business, training is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, yeah. if something happens yeah, and they're not trained, fun. it is a huge deal. So yeah. um, for, for me, uh, if I have an employee, I ensure that my employee is trained and that he has signed that training roster so that if anything happens to a multi-million dollar aircraft, I can say, uh-uh, we talked about that. Here's the sheet. Here's his name. He signed it. He was trained. I don't know if that's happening in in kind of a wholesale. You know, it, it's, it's much more of a cat. I mean, I work in a high precision, high risk, uh, industry. So I, I, you know, I don't think other people think like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, 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 you know, I, I, there are kind of an increasing number of, of maybe more smaller, you know, more, more, uh, compact or, or, uh, uh, importers like where they, they're not bringing in a ton of animals. And so they can really care for the ones that come in and, you know, maybe those are rarity, but uh, I think, I think like Dan Muller, 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 yeah, Muller, yeah. you know, he, he doesn't, uh-huh. well, I, to me, to my knowledge, he doesn't bring in a lot, a lot of stuff, but the stuff that I have seen that comes in from him is, is good stuff. It looks, it looks good. So yeah, I, I I definitely don't think that all importers are created equal. That and yeah, and, you know, and that's an important distinction for sure. <laughs> so you know, I guess that's the main thing is is anybody that's considering buying an animal can weigh these things and say, you know, oh, there's a risk of this or there's a risk of that, and 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 just kind of check the animal out. And I think that really precludes kind of this. Uh, idea of impulse purchasing, you know, new, new keepers are notorious for that, where it's, it's hard not to get excited. Cause honestly, there's so many cool animals out there and you go to a reptile show and you're like, holy cow, look at all of these cool animals. You know, I'm, I'm in, you know, heaven here. And then they just buy and buy and buy. And then they're like, Oh wait, what do I do with, you know, yeah, do I have yeah, cages yeah. For that? Yeah. now I got to get cages. Now I got to scramble. So th- there's not, uh, I, you know, I've heard, but, but on the you know other side, if you're doing your research, you know, a, a wholesaler might be your only option for something like a Tracier where only, you know, Chuck Poland's producing Tracier and, and, and so, and he's not letting any go. So where do you get them? You know, the only option is through an importer. So you just do your research, find out the ones that are 
you know, bringing in animals, you know, have relatively young or clean animals and, and, you know, make your decision based on, on those kind of things. Um, you know, research and planning and patience is always better than trying to rush something so you can get that project in your hands and get going on it. You know, there's, there's a lot of opportunities and, and things that come along if you, if you can be patient about a project. Um, Well, and I, I think if you, you know, if you, if you buy through somebody who, who is a wholesale importer um, and, and you find import animals, sometimes you got to take that animal and you got to fix it. You got to rehab that animal. You got to worm it. You got to take it to the doctor. You got to, I mean, you, you know, I mean, my Tracy, I didn't, they were fantastic when they, they, they still didn't eat. I still had to get them to eat and still like, I mean, like I kept them in a closet in my front room in tubs and drop fed them until they started feeding. And I mean, it was still like in the best scenario, I still had a difficult time and I was pretty stressed. I was way more stressed out than they were, you know, Uh, and and I couldn't even imagine paying the prices that, that, that some people are paying now for imported stuff that's coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I, so to go back, I wanted to to retailers horns a little bit and 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 to you, you know, I, I mean, I, I think that a lot of what you do, you have a lot of really interesting that you have built an interesting, um, amazing collection of animals and you reproduce those animals. Right. And 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 I think that retail is an important way uh, for you to showcase who you are as a breeder. Mm-hmm. And and it articulates the, um, you know, the passion that you have and the fascination that you found for Australian pythons. And and so if 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 Justin Julander were just to just to, to wholesale his stuff, some of the point, some of the you know the passion that you have, and and really who you are as a reptile breeder gets lost. And I get that there's you know a convenience and a and a and a you know, an efficiency to wholesaling. But, you know, if, if what we're doing is a passion and, and, and we care about what we want and, and and what we do, and, and we want to be hopefully recognized and remembered for the, the, you know, uh, not only our contributions, but, 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 you know, how we care about what other people care about. I think retail is something that 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 is the only way to do that. You know, mm-hmm. it's sitting at those tables. It's it's making that website. It's it's you know, it's being you know, it's Justin Julander being the face of uh you know of AAR, right? Sure. Yeah, I, I can see that. But at the same time, like I go to a reptile show and the. The busiest table at the show is not my table. You know, it's the well. It's that the doesn't table. make it right. The big uh, importer table and and the table that has the most, you know, variety and the most. And you know, I kind of honestly, I kind of like get down there and peek at stuff and go, oh, that'd be cool to work with, or oh, look at that animal, you know, that kind of thing. But um, you know, I'm I'm I I don't really 
have many new projects I want, but you know, I like to look at some of the diversity and things on some of these big tables, but they're always packed. I mean, there's always like standing room only, you know, around the edges and they're sure. waiting to talk to the sales representative. So, well, you know, there's, let, there's me ask, less- let me ask you this because I, 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 I will admit my ignorance and, 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 you know, that was laid bare a little bit in the, in the last podcast, uh, uh, you know, a, about social media and, 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 the fact that I don't participate, like I, you know, maybe I should, but do, do you see people clamoring to talk to the, you know, um, the, the, the pet, sh- the importer, you know, the importer wholesaler pet shop guys, uh, like they want to talk to the breeders, right? Like the yeah. idea that, that, that the Ken Foose, or or the the um lauren um uh what's triple a lauren um lauren uh, yeah yeah (laughs) his last name's escaping me but but i don't hear those guys on podcasts i don't hear those guys out in public because they're just running a business they're just moving they're just moving and selling it they have no interest in doing anything to promote their you, you know like like it's a business to them no, yeah, I, I, I disagree so, with you on like uh, I, Ken Poos. I mean, rest his soul, but he right. he he was very extremely knowledgeable. He knew a lot more than you know. He'd probably forgotten a lot more than most people know in in regards to reptiles. And I mean, when you when you're around such a variety and diversity of species, you kind of have to know a lot about a lot of animals. I mean, I've I've kind of sure. specialized in in a certain number, so I I know a lot. You know, probably more than 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 most people on in regards to like carpet pythons or anteresia or whatever. But, you know, talk to me about boas and I don't know much at all. You know, I have a very minimal rudimentary knowledge of, of boas. And so, you know, there's, there's definitely some benefits and some things you can glean from an importer that, that knows a lot about a lot of animals, you know, and, and, or, or maybe a, a medium amount about a lot of animals. They still know, they still have that huge knowledge base. And so I do think that, you know, if, if they're at a show, I mean, yeah, you're right. Sometimes when your business gets big enough, like probably Lauren with triple L, um, they may not be at all the shows. Yeah. I'm sure they, they aren't able to go to all the shows that triple L is at. I could be wrong, but isn't Lauren on the board of us arc? Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I mean, I, I, I hold on. I, Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I know uh, Ken Foose was, you know, member of different uh, herpetological societies, if not the president at some time or another. And I mean, he was, he was a very knowledgeable person. Um, so I, I think, you know, there is, uh, if they're successful and if they're, if they're a good importer, they're going to have to know a lot about a lot of different species, especially those species that come in commonly and, and, and maybe some of the rare stuff that they can get in or, or work with. And, and like I said, a lot of these guys are buying captive bred animals from different breeders. And so they need to have kind of a relationship and a knowledge. You're not, you know, if you're, if you're a responsible breeder, you're not just going to send out your animals to just anybody. So I think, you know, at the show, if you have a choice of four or five different importers, you're going to know who you want to deal with. And you're going to want to deal with the people who are most knowledgeable and that do the best job of keeping those animals happy and healthy. So, you know, that's, that's kind of the selection process that weeds out the the garbage, not to say that they can't persist like a cockroach in a nuclear, you know, storm or something, but they, they definitely, um, get weeded out faster than the knowledgeable and responsible 
importers. So, so let, I definitely think there is a place for that. Let me clarify. So Lauren is definitely on the on the board of directors for USR. Mm -hmm. And what I am saying is that, you know, these business owners like Lauren, um, you know, like Jeff Ronan, like like a, a lot of these guys who are on who contribute to the community, they contribute to the community in a way that um, secures their business, secures their livelihood, secures their love. Um, but they're not going out, um, you know, doing podcasts. They're not, they're not, they're, they're businessmen. This is their business. Well, yeah. They're probably job, really right? busy with hundred percent. I mean, hundred percent. You know, I, I guess if they're at all these shows and they're talking with all these different people, then, you know, they're, they're going to, or they're training their people and, and teaching them about the animals that, that knowledge gets dissipated and, and gets put out to the to the people who eventually wind up with the animals hopefully and and, you know, and, and that, i'm not trying to say anything disrespectful yeah. i'm not trying to say anything like you oh, know i don't know chuck uh, I, I, yeah. <laughs> listen I, I what i am trying to say is that a retailer is going to be either on his website supporting you um through 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 this great social media that you so well argued in our, our last episode or you're going to see them at a, at the at their show. Uh, you're going to interact with them. Those are going to be their animals on their table, uh, and and they will be taking responsibility for them, just like you do, or you're going to go do tomorrow, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wasatch Reptile Show. Well, it's the reptilian nation. Oh, it's the other one. It's, no, my, it's my, the my new bad. one. Ah, yeah. See, so. damn! I thought it was, <laughs> I thought I was gonna make a nice little like, and I didn't. Nah, it's all good. It's all Freaking good. Yeah. Up. No, I. You know, I. I I, uh, I get that. And you know, it is hard to run a big business like triple L. Um, sure. And, but I, you know, you look at, like you, like you said, you know, the example of Dan Mullary where he's putting out videos, he's showing animals in their natural habitat. He's doing all these things to educate people and, and keep them informed about the animals that he's importing and providing. And, Dan, you what and they Dan's do a real them. deal. He is the yeah, real so, deal. He I'm really just saying, is. you know, there's, there's yep. definitely hundred percent. And, and there's a lot of, um, uh, retailers or, or cap, you know, uh, personal, like people like me it shows not, not that I do this, but they'll just sit back and fold their arms and sit in their chair. And if you want to buy an animal, buy the animal, don't, don't sit and try to chit chat with them, you know, cause yeah, they're not, yeah. they're not outgoing. They're not trying to engage you in conversation. I think that's intimidating for a lot of people to go up to that table and just see kind of a, you know, somebody well, who's they're, they're, interested in, in they're talking or they're, sharing information. they're jaded to the tire kicker, right? Yeah, like sure, they, they sure. want to make a sale. And if you're not coming mm -hmm. in, like you're going to buy something and let's yeah. be honest i mean you know you, at a show you do deal with a lot of people who just come up and sure. who are like oh that's cool that's interesting can you tell me about that and i get it man like i'm i'm the i'm the get off my fucking lawn guy of course i'm kind of like oh, <laughs> really i gotta tell you about it okay I'll yeah, I'm, lucky about I, it. I'm lucky if i don't get my you know lose my voice at reptile shows i'm just talking the whole time you know trying to educate i i always love to say Hey, have you ever heard of the, you know, the Antaresia complex or the right, Antaresia well. genus or whatever, you know, get people in, interested in things they may never have heard of, you know, because isn't it cool that you're looking at the smallest python in the world at my table? You know, come right. on. That, that's, that's cool. What I'm saying. You know? and, 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 and you've never heard of it. You didn't know there were pythons that were two feet long. You know, come on. That's that's interesting. And stuff. isn't that the awesome part about being a real retailer is you get to sell your love right there at your table 
with your animals that you produce. Sure. Now, but I, 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 I guess I'm not saying that that's exclusive to, you know, to, to those people. And, and I would say too, that a lot of the retailer, or sorry, well, a I lot would, of wholesalers I would, well, hold on. I would say that's, programs. well, I would say that's exclusive right? to you because nobody else gets to sell your animals at your sure. table with your, with your passion. Yeah. Now, yeah other but, people can do what you do, but it's you you know what but, I mean? And, like and, I said, they may not have that zeal and they may sit there. So I, I'm not saying that that passion and excitement and energy and, and love for an animal is restricted to, to retailers. You know, you can no, and you can I get, get that on, I get, on either side. But, I, I get, I get that. Yeah. And I guess that's kind of what I'm arguing right now is the, is the zeal and, and the, and the love that you have, it, it, it comes through. And like we were talking about on the last episode, you know, Carrie King will sit back like I'm a rock star. I'm cool because he is. But when you come up with like, hey, man, let me check out your carpet pylons. He's like, oh, man, let me show you this. Check this shit out. Right. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. and that's the um, and, and everybody who sees that, like I keep bringing up is like that. That's what's up. I recognize genuine love and and admiration for this. When I see it, and and I think that's something that that only a retailer can give you. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? You'll never see that that from now. Never. The, the, well, never. not no, never. No, I, no, like no. I said, we don't use I, those my, words. Listen, my guy. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Right. <laughs> no, my guys, my guys at the shop I go to, uh, they they definitely have some passion for some stuff. That that you know they. We we chat. Uh, they know I've read Tracy I, and they're 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 super geeked, and they they we we talk about stuff, and it's you know um, their passion is is definitely there, but it's not the same thing as interfacing with a customer over something that is wholly your passion, wholly your product, and 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 all right there for them to interact. So like like. Like they understand they, they get a chance to interact with Justin Julander, whose vision was, you know, uh, Australian addiction reptile. And it's right there in front of them. And last year's babies or this year's babies and last year's baby, whatever is right there for them to see. And you can talk about that. And like you, they, they, it's it's so much more than what a, 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 a wholesale, even somebody who's savvy as a wholesaler can give you. You know what I mean? You, 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 you give somebody such a more robust um, delivery, you know? All right, man. You're trying to get my guard down with flattery and it's, it's really working. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, maybe yeah. I found the chink in your armor. <laughs> no. Flattery will get you everywhere. No, yeah. I, you know, I, I see, I see what you're saying. And I, you know, I agree to, to a certain extent, but I, you know, I, I, again, I don't think it's exclusive to, to those you know people. And, and I mean, how many, how many, you know, small breeders or retailers or whatever haven't uh, dreamed of having the huge, you know, warehouse full of reptiles and, and attending every reptile show and making it a business like the wholesalers do, you know, I'm sure Lauren was keeping reptiles in his basement, you know, and, and, uh, and had, you know, that same degree of passion. And yeah, I mean, as you build a big business or empire, I mean, you look at some of the big uh, breeders that, that do produce their own animals, they've, they've got to run a business. And a lot of times they're not even working with the animals themselves. They're, 
they're, you know, basically training employees to work with their animals and they're dealing with customers or, or you know, those kind of things or going to shows or going and making YouTube videos or whatever. So they're not necessarily on that, uh, that front edge either. So, you know, I, I, I don't think what you're saying is exclusive to, to retailers. I think wholesalers can have that same passion and excitement and share that just you know, in, in, in just different ways or it just doesn't translate because but again, you know, I'm only at, I'm only at two shows a year or three shows a year. You know, these okay, guys are, so are attending. I'm not talking. Shows okay. Maybe, so yeah. I'm not talking about you. I'm <laughs> talking about Nick button then. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, here's a, that's a, that's a, a great example of a guy who, but, is, but if, you, if you, if, you know, if you go to Nick Mutton's table, you, you have a limited number of things that you can talk to him about, right? Pythons. <laughs> you know, oh, I don't he's know. An man. Expert in Python. Maybe some of those talk. island boas, things like Nick, that. I right? don't know, man. But, but you try, try to talk to him Nick about geckos. Try to talk to him about geckos or monitors or something. He, he'll admit, I don't, I don't know about them. I don't really keep them. I don't care that much, you know, about those those groups. So, I'm sorry. Find somebody else to talk to because I can't really chat with you about that. You know, well, so whereas, what? So whereas what? You, you know, you can go to a wholesaler and you can talk about monitors. You can talk about geckos. You can talk about pythons. You can talk about colubrids, and they they know it all, right? They can have excitement and, and passion for all of them. And if they don't have it, Do if the person know? helping Do you don't, doesn't have it, there's like twelve guys at the table, uh, and they I say, "Hey, Jimmy, you know about monitors? Come over and talk to this guy. I don't, He's interested I don't buy in that. I don't buy you that. Don't have you? No, you need to go no. to more reptile shows and you'll see it. Listen." No, that it's happens. not about me. Listen, this is not a me problem. This is a <laughs> this is a what you're saying problem. You, you're saying that those the, the those wholesalers they know more about all those monitors that they get. No, they don't. No, they don't. You don't think so? No. Monitor, then, then who? Then monitor, Nick? monitor. You know a lot more about those monitors than Nick does. <laughs> He'll tell well, you yeah. that. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying is. But what I'm telling you, maybe is their Nick. knowledge isn't on pythons isn't as deep as Nick's. If you go to their table, you can learn about pythons and geckos and you know colubrids so, and 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 right. And so, so that's what and, I'm. But that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, bro. Is that those people who want to learn about carpet pythons are going to go to Nick's table. Those people who are going to want to learn about you know australian geckos and and anteresia and carpets and you know uh, and uh, sure. uh you know yeah. things they're, they're going go to your table right the, 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 but the, what i'm saying is they could go to the wholesaler's table and get yeah but he does a decent amount of knowledge on the same subjects right? i don't it's buy not, i don't buy okay that so shit. i i, I got I to go buy that shit i got to go herping with uh rob uh he works at nerd right um yeah and rob christian and and yeah. he you know, he has his own podcast. He's very excited about, you know, Somalia and scrub pythons. That guy knows a lot about a lot of things. He works for a big breeder slash, you know, import wholesaler, whatever you want to call nerd. They have a ton of different animals. And Rob was very, had a very broad knowledge base on a lot of different species. Insects. I mean, we were all going to him to talk to him about spiders, you know, things like that, where, I, I guarantee the people who work for these importers and wholesalers, if they're a good, you know, company like Nerd or Triple L or whatever, whatever you want to talk about, they're gonna the the people working there are are passionate about reptiles. You don't yeah, work okay. at a place like that unless you're passionate and have some knowledge behind so, you. So, so 
One, <laughs> I don't disagree with you that Rob is a bad motherfucker. Okay. I, I don't know Rob personally. I've never met him personally, but but I know him through social media enough to know, yes, he's a bad motherfucker. And motherfuckers that work at Nerd are bad motherfuckers. Why? Because they're breeders there. They're breeders. And they've been breeding species that, that they've been breeding varanid species that they have down. They sure. have been sure. they have been working with with Somalia. They, these guys they, are they also been, wholesaling, right? Yeah. Buying wholesale well, clutches. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, these guys are, are the they, ones are, that have, how, how much have the giant show. How, how much wholesale clutch buying are they doing? For certain species, I imagine it's quite a bit, right? You can speak on that definitively. I, I mean, I again, I, I interacted with Rob for a few days, so I don't know all their business models and things, but I know a lot of the big breed. I mean, you, you Brian Barcheck for crying out, he's he's having unboxing videos of all these ball yeah, pythons we're not, that he's we're buying from other we're breeders. We're definitely not talking you know? about Brian well, Barcheck no, right now because he's Please a he's a big breeder. Is what I, what I'm talking no, about? I know, so, but the, the, so I he's mean, buying clutches. Rob, from Rob other would be breeders. pissed. Rob would be pissed off at you right now but, if you threw well, Brian no, like, Barcheck and Nerd in the same. I think nerd, you know, Kevin McCurley and Brian Barcheck are good friends. They visit each other and and they they're I know they're but they don't they're do kind the of the same. old school do, pioneers or whatever. I get that, but they don't do the same things. Sure, they do. I mean, any of these big breeders, any of these big companies, are are they going to turn their nose down at, at at a clutch of you know captive bred animals that they may not have and want to? increase the the broadness of what they're selling in their shop or at reptile shows of course they're going to buy that clutch of so, brian, they so brian so brian they're part of this group that's buying up clutches at the end of reptile shows so so, so brian barcheck is selling uh large numbers of varan of of difficult to breed varan or no or yeah, highly so highly you're, you're focused on the varanids there's more animals than just varanids that nerd works with they have a huge i get that i get that collection. i get that they have a bunch I, of well, indonesian first of all, pythons first of all, that you are didn't not commonly bred okay. okay yeah but they're they're breeding somalia they're breeding lots of somalia there they're breeding some really hard to breed stuff yeah yeah. Right. Am I no, wrong? I mean, no. you, you made but a that face. Doesn't mean no, but that doesn't mean they you made a face at me. Am I wrong? Well, I, I don't define large numbers of Somalia. I mean, they might've gotten a couple, you know, clutches here and there. I don't know that they're, they're that successful at producing large numbers of Somalia. Who, who's really successful at breeding large numbers of Somalia? They you do are. it about, they, <laughs> yeah. well, they do it about what as well. Large they, do it about, they, they do it about as well as anybody. Yeah. But yeah. does Brian Barcheck do it? But I, how many no, of their breeders not. are imported? I mean, okay. Barcheck had scrubs. We're, 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 we're getting off track. But, <laughs> but the, the, the point, the point, the point I'm making is that I think that retailers are the best suited to sell their animals to people because they're getting a better animal. Potentially they're getting somebody who bred it, who's interested in it, who knows about it and who's, who's, who's trying to make a connection to somebody that they had. And, and whether you're talking about Kevin McCurley at nerd or, 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 or Rob Christian, they get that too, because I don't, I don't, 
I don't classify those guys as wholesalers. Do they, do they probably possibly buy some wholesale here and there? Yes. But primarily what I classify those guys as breeders. And maybe it's, it's, maybe that's a, a, a mistake on my part of how I, how I interface with them or, or, or understand their business model, but I don't think so. All right. Well, I think we're we're looking at closing statements. Do you want to add anything or is that your closing statement? No, I have nothing more to say to you, sir. <laughs> All right. Well, you can see I got your goat this week. All right. Things are working. <laughs> I'm trying I listen, I'm trying to bring some feisty to this. Yeah, uh, no, it's it's appreciated. <laughs> it's good stuff. Well, um, I, I let you walk all over me to be honest. It, <laughs> I listened to the last episode and I was like, he's right. I missed so many opportunities to challenge him on stuff that I should not let slide anymore. No, and I sir, think, I think and making... sir, I am not letting it slide anymore. <laughs> okay. And I and I would I guess I'd finish out by saying you're gonna find that level of passion in in the the wholesalers as well they were once most likely retailers at one point they were likely uh, breeders you know of small numbers of animals and and you know the people that work for wholesalers and the wholesalers themselves came from somewhere right they came from that same area and their passion has just driven them to expand and make it bigger and and whatever so whether or not you know there's some bad apples out there of course there are but i mean the 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 wholesaler has that important uh, area in our hobby where they're they're interacting maybe at a, at a more frequent basis than some of the retailers are, some of the smaller breeders. I mean, I've got a day job. I can't be on the phone talking reptiles all day, whereas they kind of can, right? They have people coming to their shops. They, they're at sh shows. They're, you know peddling animals pretty much all day. So they have to know about the animals they're, they're selling. They have to know, you know, how to, how to get people to buy those animals and get excited about those animals. So, you know, I think there's definitely a, a, an important place in our hobby for, for those wholesalers. And so hopefully, you know, I, I'd like to see the quality keep, keep going up and keep getting people that are not looking at reptiles as throwaway pets. You know, they're not just going on, but let me bring in 12, 1200, you know, anoles and, and maybe a third of them will die and that's okay. You know, they want to make sure that each animal that, that comes into their care is, is looked after. And that's kind of what we should be moving towards. Um, but you know, that's, that's, uh, I think we're getting improvements in that area and we're seeing, you know, these, these wholesalers, uh, get more captive bred animals in, you know, that they're selling. And I think this is, uh, is, is important to, to consider. So that's kind of how I'd finish this out, but it's definitely been a lively discussion, my friend. I try and, to keep uh, it lively. Yeah. I think you brought up some good points and, um, you know, I've, I've always kind of had an, maybe a negative outlook of wholesalers. And so I think that's kind of why I wanted to pick the side I did to kind of think about the other side and, and, well, and, I, and I do think, and I'm just going to say this because I didn't really touch on it in the discussion, but mm -hmm. you know, we had a whole show about, about, you know, um, valuing reptiles and how, how they should be valued and how that works out in, in, in helping to moderate the saturation level of the market. And, and I, and I, I do, and I guess I did a little bit touch on it, but I do think that there is a, a very uh, distinct correlation um, between 
retail sales and saturation in the market. And and I think the more people have to retail their own and, and take responsibility for their own animal production, the better, the better regulated the market becomes. If you have to take care of, you know, hundreds upon hundreds of animals that you just pop out every year and dump on somebody else, um, that, you know, the, the the easy the easier it is for you to behave irresponsibly but if you got to pay that power bill and you got to feed all those things and and and, and then you got to sell them all like you're going to make some probably slightly more responsible choices and if that if that means more, better priced animals that you can you know rather than producing 200 you produce 100 and you 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 ask a little bit more you know better outcome for the animal Yep. Better, better moderation for the market. And I, 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 again, I'm such a fan of the, the idea of, of the, you know, the framework, um, moderating the, 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 the market economics. And I, I, I believe in that appropriately priced animal that is responsibly bred, sold and, and taken care of. And I think if that can happen in, in a framework, it leads to the best outcome. So I think that's probably how I'd end. Um, and yes, definitely a great debate. Uh, I, I like, I, you know, you're my man, dude. Uh, <laughs> that was a good one for sure. So, um, yeah, fun, fun times. Yeah, for sure. I, I, it's, it's good when we get lively, right? That's, that's yeah. part of the here. So for sure. Cool, I, man. I, gotta, well, I, I just got to stop. Let you walking all over me. <laughs> I don't feel like I walk <laughs> over you. Yeah, like of course, because you're like, I arguments. won that one. <laughs> <laughs> I will concede nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. I, that's what I got to deal with every day. <laughs> yeah. No, man, I, you know, I, I, that you definitely brought up some really good points and there, are, you know, a lot of different facets of, of this, you know, concept. And, you know, it's really kind of almost hard to define it because a lot of the wholesalers fit in the retail, retail market because they're asking more than some of the breeders yeah. on some of these well, things. So, well, and, and, and it's a, it's a, it's, it's a push pull. Yeah. It's a, you know, there's, there's, sure. like I said, man, that nothing that we debate here is an easy argument, right? Mm-hmm. It's not, yeah. it is yeah. not. And even though like maybe, you know, on an episode you bring up like, <laughs> Uh, points that make me look like I don't know what I'm talking about or I vice versa. Like the, the, the point is that even though maybe one of us didn't argue the side perfectly, yeah. it's still a difficult thing to talk about, oh, Yeah, yeah. you know, because, because what we're talking about is in generalities or we're talking about a specific example when we really should be talking about what the entire group looks like and maybe nobody has a great idea of what that is you know sure. what i mean so yeah. it's it, it's There's it's no definition it's tough. Yeah, yeah 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 but we you know we the the important points are that you're you know keeping in mind when you're buying an animal you know think about where it's coming from think about 100 think about you know all those kind yeah. of things that we discussed and you know if if the you know if the best thing you can do is buy a tracier from an importer because that's the only option just make sure you get it from a response, you know, as, as responsible an importer as you can find or or try to get, you know, from somebody who has a good track record with other people that comes highly recommended. Do yeah. some research, you know, figure things out before you buy the animal and, you know, you're going to have a better experience all around. Absolutely. And, I, and you know what? No bad it, things will happen. But, no, you know, but, but, yeah. but. That's, and that's I think you're right. I think right I point. think those whether those wholesale importer, you know, folks, they're doing the best they can too, man. But yeah. it's just 
you know, there's a lot of stuff that's that, that sometimes you can't control, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. and, uh, you do the best you can, you try the best you can. And, and so, you know, in my thing is like, I can control it. What happens in my facility in my, mm-hmm. you know, in my area of, of operation more than I can control anything else. And I, yeah. I, I can guarantee you the safety of the animal that I'm selling you better than anybody else can. That's all I know. That's all yep. I can tell you. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Any uh, closing words you need to, uh, I, of course, you know, listen to the Morelia Pythons radio network podcast. There's some really great content out there. Thanks again for, for Eric and Owen for starting this, uh, monolith and, and for letting us be a part of it, but hit that Patreon button, uh, subscribe if you can, or, 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 uh, you know, uh, yeah. chip in, uh, it's greatly appreciated. It goes to good things. Uh, you know, Podfather is, uh, a, a man of, 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 of great love. So, uh, yep. get, you know, spread the love with him. And, uh, you know, for me, uh, once again, <laughs> Shane Adamson, good job, dude. Uh, <laughs> super, super pumped about the, 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 the Tracy eye. So yeah. that's hey, all I got. For, dude. Yeah. Thanks everybody Sorry, for listening. And, and we're, uh, we'll catch you next week for another episode of reptile fight club. We're Damn. freaking out. <laughs> Later. Fight club.